What's going on, people? We are back. Woo! Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. So faithful. So faithful. Sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached in the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. Uh, we are by no means a source of authority on any of the topics we talk about. We just want to talk about and process through some of the world's most difficult topics. What's going on? Uh, my name is Mark, and I'm joined by Jed and Billy. Yo, 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 we. Yo, yo, yo. Arwen is still out on parental leave. <laughs> <laughs> Alan is on a cross-country drive with his family at the time of wow. this recording. So nice. So nice. Hope you guys have fun. Um, We have another Table Talks episode for you guys, and we will be talking about the heated topic of children in countries such as Cambodia, <laughs> South Korea, China, or the Philippines. Uh, in other words, euthanasia. I <laughs> just got it. I was like, okay. I was like, are we talking about the wrong topic right now? I know. Wait. I was like, oh, did I park for the wrong thing? <laughs> I looked at Jed's face and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Your face was so funny. All right. And, um, in all seriousness, we will be talking about the very difficult topic of euthanasia, also known as assisted suicide, among other many other terms. Um, what is it? What should Christians believe about the topic? Are just some of the questions we will tackle today. So it's going to be a very difficult conversation in the next few episodes, but... With God's grace, we can get through it. So, Amen. Table Talks episode, Euthanasia. Table Talks. What's euthanasia. up? So, euthanasia. <laughs> euthanasia. Right. So, different children. <laughs> so, so, I guess, as always, a good starting point in talking about this is just defining it. Um, yes. So what is euthanasia and why is there such a heated debate around it? Uh, so besides, as what you forementioned, that it's uh, ch- uh, youth and children from Asia, um, it is <laughs> euthanasia, according to my online web sources, is the act of intentionally ending life to relieve pain and suffering. And so each country actually... Uh, has different regulations and rules regarding euthanasia. We're not going to dissect those today, though. Yeah. But. What's Canada's stance? You know Canada's stance? Or is it like province to province? Do we know? Just curious. I'm guessing it would be province to province, but it could also be a federal thing. True. So okay. it says here... Um. The voluntary form of it. Oh, so I I think we should talk about like different terms. 
when it comes to euthanasia. Oh. So Ooh. there's different. So I was listening um, this week. I was listening to a debate between someone who was pro and someone who was against um, euthanasia. And there's like they they mentioned different terms mm-hmm. for assisted suicide. So it's not just assisted suicide. Um, there's assisted dying, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a term reserved for pe- people who are terminally ill, who are in the process of dying and is very close to death. Um, and then, you know, like they may medically assist that. So that's called assisted dying. Then there's assisted suicide for people who are te- terminally ill. Um, I'm not sure if they have to be terminally ill, Ill, but um, they're not dying. And so assisted mm. suicide would mean uh, because they're not in the process of dying yet, um, it would be called assisted suicide. suicide. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and the other part, the, the other spectrum would be, you know, involuntary, such as um, you know, if someone is in a coma and they can't really decide for themselves, it would be considered mm. involuntary. And mm-hmm. then the other spectrum of it is flat out murder, pretty much. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what yeah. they were saying. Um, so when it comes to Canada, it says here voluntary form of it. Uh, it's called medical assistance in dying. It became legal along with assisted suicide in June 2016. Still pretty oh, recent. Oh, um, so new. When it comes to terminally ill adults. So it's very specific. Uh, very specific. I'm assuming it's very specific requirements that you have to meet um, to even go ahead with this whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think somewhere in the law it says uh the current um the requirement for it is that a natural death must be reasonably foreseeable mm-hmm. or incurable mm-hmm. um yeah so there must there are really you know dif- um hard stipulations for it um yeah yeah oh i think you also need a psych consult too you need a psych consult so you need like a psych the psychiatrist, I think, following you to make sure that, like, you're making a choice that is, like, of your own free will and your own decision, mm-hmm. not, like, influenced by anything else or because of mental illness or something like that, so. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, I didn't know there's such, like, a large so, spectrum. Yeah. I, when I think of euthanasia, I, I think about the an involuntary form of it. Yeah. I think that's the one that's like projected mostly in like film, books, movies and such Mm. or dramas, like having to pull the plug. I think that's what I think about with euthanasia. So it's really cool to hear that there's other like forms of it. Yeah. And I think um, it's divided into two like main categories too, which is active and passive, active Mm -hmm. and passive. Uh, So active means you're actually, um, hastening someone's death by administering yeah. um, a lethal injection. Um, 
or yeah and then passive is just removing medical care from someone who will die in result of removing that mm-hmm. so, yeah um, yeah man and i i personally witnessed that with my aunt oh, my really? mom's sister yeah my aunt mm. um she had um she had heavily damaged kidneys Mm. and she had to go t- for dialysis three times a week um mm-hmm. the problem is that like the only hospital she trusted was about like an hour away and she wow. it was very difficult for her because she didn't have a driver or yeah she she was just alone uh, for the most part and she was already retired and she was in the philippines so there wasn't mm. any universal health care it was a free healthcare healthcare show so the money she had to you know shell out the money every time dang Um, every time she had to go for dialysis um or because she worked for the church like the organization for a real long time as a nurse under our healthcare the healthcare system of the organization um, Mm -hmm. she did get some benefits but it wasn't enough so at Mm -hmm. that point um instead of you know and then she also didn't trust people fully and Mm -hmm. was in her head that people are making it worse for her just to get money out of her Uh, so at the end of it she just stopped going and Mm. i think like that was um i think that falls into this category or this topic because she just removed herself from being um being taken care of by medical professionals Mm -hmm. and because of that her death was like hastened hastened like really really quickly Uh, she could have she could have um i i believe she could have survived years if she was if she had the money uh to put forth for the treatment and if she had a hospital nearby where she she can go regularly um each week that i think she could have um survived for years but because she didn't go it only took like maybe weeks yeah yeah and i was yeah so that's 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 like a personal (laughs) person i think yeah yeah, no, uh, like, I think, like, I, I had, I experienced some shit of uh, euthanasia. I don't know, I don't know exactly, but, but it's not, like, to the extent that Mark got shared. Um, it, it's, like, with my grandmother, she was already, like, elderly. She was, she was very, she carried really strong dementia that she no longer knew how to swallow anymore. And then, and so that's what, uh, kind of, like, so there's one time that she, she did choke on food um and then she was brought mm. to the hospital and then and then they gave us this decision it's, it's very interesting like that, that do we you know do we provide sustenance to life or not so uh, that was a very weird question at the time because i was still young but yeah I, I think that just like just seeing it on outside perspective outside but kind of inside perspective i wish i was yeah. older enough to understand what was going on but that's what i know um in terms of the closest thing that I, I've experienced, like someone, a loved one, um, who had to, yeah, die due to 
this or whatever. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, well, I'm a nerd, so <laughs> I think I've come across. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think, to be honest, I think I've only come across one person who I did not see them die, but they were going to. I think not actively. Like I say, it was it's a passive way because this person had a pacemaker. Um, and, and I guess their like quality of life was deteriorating at this point. And that's, that's, this is the patient who they came in and he wanted his device to be turned off. Um, so he's the one that like, uh, was, uh, given a psych consult and had to be followed up in two weeks and about mm -hmm. that for another like consult with the, with the psychiatrist just to have his like, device turned off. And yeah. I well I don't know I don't know what what I think it happened, I think it was ha it happened at where he was living or where they turned off the other device, but I never saw it as euthanasia. I just like I guess I guess when I when I think about euthanasia, I always think about like the active, um, yeah, the voluntary, active. Mm. act of doing it. Like I I totally didn't realize like there's the, the passive way of doing it, which like I feel happens a lot more commonly than the active one because like seldom do I ever hear anyone going through the active uh the active phase of doing euthanasia so yeah mm -hmm. interesting so why do you think there's like such a heated debate around the issue I, th I think it's because it's super taboo um there's a lot of gray area in this topic like I guess the way I see it right now, um, I, it can be a question of like priorities. Like, do we focus on extending the life of a person? Do we focus on diminishing and bringing on, uh, bringing an end to the pain? Uh, do we focus, uh, like, who has the authority, like the ultimate authority to permit intentional death? The patient, mm -hmm. the loved ones, the medical profession, or someone else or other? Is this considered murder? Is this considered sinful? Are there exceptions? You know, it, it's there's a lot of gray area in this, uh, yeah. and uh, everyone could focus on a particular thing, and they wouldn't be wrong. Like if I were to focus on, you know, the importance of extending life, but also someone can also focus on bringing like relief to pain, then that's that the the two, you know, the and the answers of for both will, like I don't know, it's it's kind of like there's a divisiveness in the topic. But there's also a cohesion that you're both still wanting the best well well being for the person, right? Yeah. Um, yeah but I it's totally still, agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely so gray because from situation to situation to situation, it's gonna be totally different for the circumstance of that person. It's like just like like your your own mark, like that circ that circumstance like was like pretty systematic in the way that made your aunt, I guess, like go through that go through that whole process and making that decision um i guess because i i i think because within christianity just the value of life there's such a high value in it and priority in 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 this life itself and the value of it is so high and knowing that i think believing that and that god is the one that give us life and it's it's just kind of i guess it's kind of hard to really mend the two two ideas of uh 
we like God, God gave us this life. Life is precious. Life is valued. Mm -hmm. But there's also the side of uh, God, does he want us to suffer? Like, does he want us to go through this physical pain? Um, and also there's also, uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I think yeah, there's, there's so many different gray areas, like being like being an active uh, participant in it, like being the doctor or the healthcare professional to help in doing so. Like, is that part of the sin? Is that murder? Um, is yeah. pass is passively, if just withdrawing, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Um, from my, my first instance, it feels okay. But like, I think we talk about it a bit more, like we'll, we'll see how that goes, but it's just so multifaceted. And I think, yeah, it's definitely great. And there's never, I think there's never going to be a hard set rule. Like this is definitely this, like, and I don't think there'll ever be, I think this is a, a beautiful subject to talk about, uh, within the church and within like Christian circles, because it just allows for us to see how we get to interact with God and we can interact with Holy Spirit and see how we get to navigate through each and every one, each person's individual circumstance pertaining to death, pertaining mm-hmm. to hastening death or prolonging, prolonging life. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. just, it's so much, like so much. Yeah. Th- like there surely is a, like a, a lot of layers towards it. Like where we, we can talk about like the, the, ethical or the moralistic you know complications of this topic we can talk about the complications in terms of faith right in regards to this topic alone but there's also that struggle and challenges with just the system and the in terms of um social economy right like mark like with your like your aunt right like in in the philippines like medical care is expensive like yeah. no one can just go to the hospital and then to for them to be on life support for a while, if anything, like that would cost money and money is not what everyone yeah. has in the Philippines. And so yeah. it, it might, it might even just be a question of money. But while as like in the, in here in Canada, we're blessed to have that medical free medical care, but also our system might be also really broken. So maybe uh, there, yeah, the systematic system brokenness, like what if, um, they want to bring in a person and let's say the hospital is full um, and they want someone else to have the bed than the other, then that person will have the bed and they will just kill off the other one just to make more room for more patients. Like, so this, the, the system is also kind of broken. There's, there's inclinations towards having, providing care to a certain race, a certain ethnic group over others. That's still very real. Um, the question of extending life may be permitted to those of a certain color or have an inclination to provide more care to that person of, uh, of another color compared to another one. So it's really complicated because um, you're not just yet yeah, embracing simple challenges of it, but also mm. just the environment of where we are is also yeah. challenging itself. Yeah. And I, I think like that's why it's such a like, it's it's such a good topic to talk about, although it's not a good thing because it deals with death. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a difficult conversation because of how many layers it has and how, you know, like how how new nuan- nuanced it is. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, it's not so simple. Like before growing up, I thought it was just like one side and the other. It's so simple, black and white, but it's not. Uh, there's really so many gray areas uh, when it comes to this topic, and um, as Christians, we need to be able to 
see all the angles that people are coming from and to mm-hmm. be able to communicate um, maybe how God wants us to deal with this issue or how God wants us to move forward, especially when we have loved ones who are going through health problems and who are uh, on their deathbed, right? Um, I think another reason why this is such a heated debate is because of um, when we talk about the quality of life, right? If when someone's quality quality of life is just really not there anymore, then what's the use of prolonging their life? Like, is it better for us? Is it more compassionate for us to prolong their life, or is it more compassionate for us to end it? Um, yeah, there's just so many angles that we can talk about this from, and it's just. Yeah, it's so difficult. Um, but I guess, like, how can we even begin to talk about this from a biblical or Christian mm-hmm. worldview? Is there any evidence for and against it in the Bible? So I, I, I guess, like, how do we begin to talk about it? I think uh, I kind of like what this article did um, that I read from DesiringGod.com. Um, and uh, I also kind of do that approach for like things that are complicated in my life too, which is to list the things that are clear to us and list out another list of what is taboo. And I think the things that we see that are clear is that God is against murder. He does okay. not want yep, murder. For sure. um, and God does, uh, God is okay with relief of pain um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, I wrote, here yeah so the yeah so there in first timothy uh 6 13 he gives life to all things deuteronomy 32 39 see now that i even i am he and there is no god besides me i kill and i make alive i wound and i heal and there's none that can deliver out of my hand um first samuel 2 6 the lord kills and brings to life he brings down to show and raises up and mm-hmm. james 4 15 says instead you ought to say if the lord wills we will live and do this or that. And so it's clear to me that God does not desire or and is against intentional taking away of life. Um, and so that that's that that's what is clear, right? And and um, and there's a lot of different perspectives, right? People can take on it. But on the end on end game question um, for that is that God does not desire to take away life. Uh, where it gets taboo. I was going to bring it out later, um, mm. but it is that line between taking away life and um, unduly sustaining life. Mm. Yeah. That's where the fine line is. Because um, what's hard is that we live now in a modern time where it is easy to prolong someone's life out of its natural course. As in, like, okay. it's it's easier to put someone on a machine. Uh, it's easier to provide supplements and et cetera. That 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 kind of grab that yeah that it will that death is not as natural as it would be, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I think I think death has to go through its natural course. I think that's one that is clear that God does not take away life. 
no, sorry, God does take away life. I mean, God, God does not permit, does, is not okay with murder, right? Yeah. Um, but, and the second thing is God is, God is, should be the one who gives and takes away life so that we don't, we shouldn't be the ones to have the authority to take away a life. Mm. According mm. to the Bible passages we saw, right? Yeah. Uh, so, that's so yeah. hard. Yeah. It's so hard because like, it, I think it, uh, like also thinking about it because I, I, I think like everything you said, I totally agree with. I think I'm down for it. It's, it's, it's the part where like, I think it gets, it gets complicated. It's definitely like prolonging life, like where, and it's, it's the, it's the places in our lives and health decisions that we make that, um, I think that's where the problems are problems lie. Like, uh, how do I say this? How do I say this? I have it. It's there. You there. You, <laughs> you got it. Like, so when we start, so like in, in the beginning, Adam and Eve, so they made the decision to go against God's, God's decision in eating a fruit. And that's when they took their own, uh, their, their own matters, their own lives into their own hands. And they became the gods of their own lives, essentially. Right. So, yeah. When I think about like prolonging life and choosing to die, that, does that mean we're becoming the gods of our own lives? We're starting to make decisions based on our own health, based for based on like prolonging death, but also that's also kind of being a steward of your body in a good way, like you know preserving preserving life and being like I guess like being a steward of your own body as a vessel, right? It's just like. Ah, confusing. It just—it's <laughs> yeah. like where, yeah, where, think, where, where do we just sit? Yeah, but I think there's a difference between being a steward to your own body versus making this decisions ultimately on your own, on behalf, on your body. Yeah, yeah. And I think like if if like in a Christian perspective, like if you were to give, if you were to let's say if I wanted to to ensure that I die um, on my deathbed, right? That is actually wrong for me to do because that is essentially like saying that, you know, I'm the one who gives authority to me taking my own life away. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's that, that's where it's, 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 it's kind of, it, not that it's complicated. I think that's, it's, it's clear cut that God doesn't want us to decide to, hey, this is where like assisted suicide, these kind of like topics come into play. Like why, like uh, what's the Christian view in suicide and everything. I think it also comes into this question and conversation. Um, but uh, just going back to something that is clear for us mm-hmm. um, is that you know God works through our suffering. That's also and so not all yeah. suffering mm-hmm. and not all pain is meant to harm us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's suffering and pain that will give us the growth that God needs, and indeed that needs to run its natural course so that we grow. For sure. And then Im- imagine if that is still in course and someone pulls a plug on you, then you know then how can God's glory shine that, that's sure. what's hard it uh, i think that we so there's like these three core truths that i that i i believe god isn't god does not want us to take life god does not want us to um to, to oh wait take life does not god does not want us to oh, i'm already blanking out now like have authority or have authority when we die 
or exactly yeah yeah and then um and suffering and suffering and pain is not the worst thing <laughs> for sure yeah no 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 yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i agree with that because i was reading an article uh just about like again suffering suffering is a thing that i think christians are the only are the weirdest people <laughs> in the world about suffering because like we're 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 called to be okay with the suffering okay not okay with the suffering like we expect suffering to come and it's not like we try to run away from it we kind of like dig deep dig deep within the suffering and then really lean and push into god when that suffering comes and then this art it was the article was talking about like when jesus suffers on the cross imagine if jesus on the cross i don't know if this is applicable to this whole situation of suffering i feel like it is but <laughs> like mm -hmm. jesus suffering on the cross for the sake of dying for the sins of the world and going through that suffering and in the end god is most glorified and in the end the plan was set in place and this is and if Jesus decided, like, no, like, I don't want to go through the suffering anymore, then plan. Their goals, the, the foundation, and Christianity just doesn't exist. So I think within a Christian, within a Christian perspective, like, suffering and pain should not be um, a precursor to choosing to... Mm -hmm do euthanasia and that's like a bold statement to say because like i'm not suffering right now i'm not in pain i'm not terminally ill and it's so easy for me to say that and be so outside of that um outside of that statement and and, and it, it's hard for me because like theoretically and in my head like i that's what like makes sense to me but like mm -hmm. i want to be I'm also empathetic to people who are suffering who have like chronic who have like chronic pain and chronic suffering mm -hmm. people who are terminally ill and how they they go about it so but like based on like what we read and what we 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 we've seen through Christ, like I think as a, if you are a Christian and you do have a terminally ill like mm -hmm. disease, or if you're in suffering and pain, I think God calls us to really push into Him and press into Him during those moments, rather than running away from them, which is hard to say. But I think that's what God has called us to do in those times. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Am I a heretic? <laughs> I hope not. No, I was just thinking, how do we communicate that to people who might not be so knowledgeable of what God calls us to, like in terms of suffering? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are people who say, like, God doesn't want you to suffer or... Mm -hmm. Um, God wants you, you know, God loves you. So why, if God loves you, why would he want you to go through really tough times? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it will come out as well as we would want it to be to yeah. be <laughs> at all. Um, just cause the only way that you can understand pain and suffering in a good light would be to understand the gospel and who Jesus yeah. is. Exactly. Uh, that's the only way that you'll be able to see it unless you introduce jesus and then introduce that uh, as that as a precursor and then the talks about suffering and later on come in later um then i guess that that would be 
communicated well but it's just like yeah from the outside perspective like the the goal is to live happy every waking moment of your life right you don't want yeah you're avoiding of suffering avoiding of pain you want your own justice you identify what is happy for you and you do that and so if i get hurt then bun whatever screw whatever hurts me i'm leaving that that's like the perspective of everyone uh like in terms of the world secular view but that christian view is embracing those struggles embracing the complexities the problems mm. and the hardships and that is com- like it's it's completely away from that um, yeah. dang it i hate how jesus is always the answer <laughs> cop out Cop out. Cop out. Sorry, So this is this is a struggle for me. Um so as Christians, like this is what we believe and this is the way we want to glorify God in our lives and in our bodies. So when talking to a non Christian about it and they choose the euthanasia, it's like do we just like allow them to do it because they're not in Christ? Because to me, like to me, it doesn't make sense to force a, my force a belief or theology onto someone that doesn't even believe in Christ. doesn't even believe in Jesus in the first place. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like my first, I feel like in that person's life, my first priority is, is to like introduce Christ to them and introduce Jesus to them. And, Let's say they do go through euthanasia, but in the end, like through all that, they, they might not get the theology of what we believe in, but in the end, they do believe in Christ. They would give their, they believe that like, it's like a thief on the cross type situation, right? What if that happens to them? Like, I would personally believe that person is saved just because they didn't share the same theology as me. But then what about like, again, like, should, should we have that um, mindset? uh when looking when talking to non-christians mm. like we i like do we just share them what we believe but we don't like you know press it on them like we should be pressing mm-hmm. jesus but not pressing that theology or that belief on them what do you guys think i think like in and oh go on, Mark, if you want to say something. no i was just gonna say good question oh. <laughs> i uh i think like I think in light of like how euthanasia is super complicated, like super complicated, like for me, like my stance on it, I'm not a complete no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a complete like, oh, like it's wrong. It's, we shouldn't do it. I'm not a complete no. The reason why is because it, it is really complicated. And there will be, and we will all, I'm not saying we will all, there will be situations <laughs> where, uh, where you know, you have to say yes. And there's situations where you have to say no. And there'll be sad situations where you have to say maybe. And maybe there's situations you have to allow someone else to make the decision for you. Mm. Uh, and and uh, I think in, in light of the gospel and being able to, to, to share that, I think, yeah, as you said, Billy, we, like, we, can't, we can't force it on someone, especially in a delicate time as that. Um, for sure. Yeah, for sure, and and they they might and depending on the situation, they they might feel that kind of like resistance or or that, yeah, that you feel like they're you're kind of forcing the religion on them, uh, which yeah. you want to try to avoid, right? Um, if anything, I would just encourage I would encourage them to I'll, I'm going to talk more about it later, uh, but I'm, I just want to encourage them to to decide what is the best way to love that person, um, in that moment, in that moment, what is for them. Not not mm. for for that individual like for the person who is going to be experiencing dying. 
yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. um so what is the best way to love them i think that is um it, without context to the gospel or anything i think that's something personally that's where i am right now that's mm. what i would encourage them to to seek and hopefully that opens avenues to be like how do i love another person how do i love like you know and, and that'll open yeah that'll open doors to to maybe you know like i'm well i'm christian i come from perspective of loving people in this way and then there we go talk about that, that that's an idea it's yeah. like the smooth move smooth move i think smooth move. we should definitely not try to badger people into <laughs> um making the decision against things yeah uh, for so sure. for example going into hospitals and pick you know picketing um, <laughs> is really not like it doesn't really look good on christians um yeah and also i think if someone in your life who doesn't believe in god or who doesn't believe that euthanasia is wrong and they told you you've uh that they have decided on it like, mm. unless they ask for your advice um don't directly say like you they shouldn't uh, because of your belief because they're not gonna get it right like yeah if, if you just yeah, say that sure. if you just say this is what the bible says like they don't even believe in the bible, the bible um, yeah or, <laughs> this is you know like this is why it's wrong this is god gave life um and he should be the only one to take it away but they don't believe in god so yeah they, so they only believe that they should be in charge of um no, what happens to no. them. so exactly. i think what needs to be done I, th- I think that's really not an efficient way of going through things through yeah through like through like with people um i think just have an open conversation right mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. why so they tell you also oh, i've decided to go through assisted suicide mm-hmm. so you, you just have a you ask when is it Right, and then mm-hmm. they'll tell you when, and then it's like, why did you? What made you decide that? Like, and you can ask them, have you? If they've weighed pros and cons, you know, just like asking questions rather yeah. than ask more um, than say, you know, yeah, rather than telling them what they should do or yeah. what they shouldn't do. Mm. Um, ask questions and try to steer them along the path that you want them to take without them you know realizing that like you're doing that i guess Uh, (laughs) um yeah so just like through your question steer them towards the decision that like favors your own you know um i think which is the jesus which is the the jesus answer um (laughs) i think that's that's a more loving way as you guys have said um it's just Mm. being there for them too it's like, so true. Um, so being there for them, caring for them, even though they didn't ask for it, because if you don't care mm. for them in their time of need, what authority do you have in their lives? You know. But if they see that you're there and you care for them and you're loving them and you're taking care of them and uh, you mm. bring them food in the hospital and you you visit them once in a while, um, then they'll see the the care that y- you have for them. I think that's a good way of communicating mm-hmm. Jesus to them too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's really good. I think, yeah, just being able to be 
empathetic and being able to just meet them where they're at and uh mm. And you're not there to necessarily provide all the answers because we don't know. Like even if we're Christian and we we know like the Jesus perspective, what the Bible says and whatnot, like the, the stuff with euthanasia still isn't as clear cut, right? As yeah. you know, um, because it can go either direction. Maybe it, it is God's will for you know for for maybe this is the way that God wants their life to end. You know, I, I don't know, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. So it, yeah, so there's a lot of possible, a lot of perspectives. Uh, but the most that we can do to someone who's grieving is yeah to be there for them, to ask questions, mm. just be a uh, present body. I think um, this is a lonely, hard time for anyone who's mm. having to make a decision as hard as this. Um, and if anything, the you know have being a support will probably help them with their decision. Just how you support will affect their decision too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yo, 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 I know the conversation is not over, but that's all we have for you this week. If you want to hear more, you'll have to join us next week for the second part of the conversation. As usual, you can follow us on our socials at the handle at the prodigals pod. You can also find our videos on our YouTube channel. Just search the prodigals podcast. We hope that you have a blessed rest of the week. And we'll see you next time on the Prodigals Podcast.